Talk Radio. Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report. Everybody, thanks for joining me. This is um, Wednesday, 4.30, and this is going to be an armor education video for beginners about understanding the idea of shorting stocks. We're going to walk through the what, the why, the how, those types of things. And, of course, I'll get to Q&A at the end. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. It's a show called The Armor Report. It stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. I like to say this is quantumental investing, combination of quantitative execution combined with a fundamental foundation, and it creates an information edge that I try to share with you on every show, whether it's an educational show or something else. Um, don't forget, all this information I share with you is information I use in my own personal portfolio. It's how I run my own money. It's how I manage money for individuals. Um, that I manage money for through our affiliation with um, interactive brokers. Don't forget, if you enjoy this, a thumbs up is always appreciated. And you can subscribe either to this channel, which would be great, uh, or thearmorreport.com and become what I call an Armor Insider, a subscriber, where you get to be part of the information flow on a more intimate basis. We're on Slack all day long, chatting in our trading room, exclusive videos, those types of things. Okay. Let's get, to, um, let's get to the questions uh, of the day, which uh, a number of insiders have been asking me um, about short selling. And, and, you know, so I'm just going to walk you through step by step um, what this really means to short sell, because I think there's a lot of confusion out there. Short selling, options, futures, how's it all interact, okay? Let me be clear. Let's start with, understanding the terms of selling something short. This seems to be the biggest confusion. You're not buying anything. You are selling something. What does it mean to sell short? It means you're borrowing shares, selling them in the open market, getting cash in your account, then buying those shares back, hopefully cheaper, returning the borrowed shares to your broker, pocketing the difference. So when you're putting an order in, whatever your order entry system is, you put it in by selling, not by buying something. This is a big uh, area of confusion. Let me tell you all, this is a guide for beginners. And really the first thing I would want to tell you about short selling is that you should not be short selling. Okay. First thing I tell you, you should not be short selling until you fully understand the terms and what it is you're getting into. You should never be involved. Short selling is a difficult thing to get right. And you have to manage your risk religiously or you'll be carried off the floor. Okay. It'll get ugly. So cautionary, cautionary note. Short selling for beginners. Rule number one, don't short sell. Okay, now if you're here and you're listening to me because you want to learn how to short sell, I'm going to talk about it. But that's the first thing I would tell you. Okay, I like to say 
you know, I've got a list of Armor Investing rules of the road. So all Armor Insiders can log into the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. You can see rules of the road. And one of the rules is that there's a step between being long and short, and it's called cash. There's nothing wrong with just raising cash if you're uncomfortable with the market. You don't have to go short, okay? Having said all that, you guys want to understand shorting. So let me walk you through it. This really helped me out a long time ago. My dad explained short selling this way to me. And so I'm going to share with you the gift that he gave me because it's hard. it was hard for me to wrap my head around. Where am I getting these shares to short? Who am I borrowing it from? How does that process work? So I'm going to boil it down for you. We're going to just bear with me now. Let's Let's move away from the, the, the stock market for a minute and just think, listen, open your mind up to what I'm going to say, okay? And I'm going, to, I'm going to shape this for one particular insider who asked me to do this video. So let's go and, and follow me on this path. The snow has recently fallen in Park City, Utah. It's the first snowfall, okay? Everybody's flocking to Park City, Utah to hit the slopes. You have a friend that has a lot of snowboards. He's not using them all. You ask him, can I borrow a board? He says, sure. Here's the board. It's a Burton board, okay? Just return this board whenever you're done with it. Your friend doesn't care what you do with it. Just return it whenever you're done. Okay? It's the start of the season. All these tourists are in town. They're all looking to buy boards. There's not enough boards. So you go to the slope and you sell the board for $1,000. Okay? Your friend doesn't care what you did. You borrowed it. He, he lent it to you. He doesn't care if you're riding it or not. You sold it for $1,000. A few months later, the thaw starts. There's no more snow on the ground, but there's tons of Burton boards that nobody wants. You buy back a board that looks just exactly like the one you sold for 500 bucks. You give it back to your friend. He doesn't care what you did with it. Thanks. Great. Hope you had fun you know, during, the, during the winter. And you pocket $500. You sold the board for 1000 You bought it back for 500 You sold it for 1000 when it was in high demand and totally overpriced. You bought it back when nobody cared anymore. All the tourists were leaving and boards were everywhere. So you could buy it back cheap. Give it back to your buddy. You pocketed 500 bucks. You just short sold a... Um, a snowboard. Okay. You got it. Now let's take that to the stock market. You're going to borrow shares of a company that you think is overpriced because everyone's piled into it. You're going to borrow it, not from a friend, but from the broker you're working with. Now he's not as nice as your friend. He's going to charge you interest for the shares you're borrowing. Margin interest, just as if you were borrowing cash to buy stocks and going on margin, he's going to charge you interest to borrow. 
But at the end of the day, that broker doesn't care what you do with the stock as long as you give it back at some point in the future, right? So you take the shares, you sell them, and you hope to buy them back when they're cheaper and give the shares back. So you're short selling the broker's stocks, right? That's what you're doing. You're borrowing a stock, shorts, you're selling it. And it's called being short, okay? You buy it back cheaper, give it back to the broker, pocket the difference. You guys with me so far? So now here's some layers on top of that in the stock market that um, you have to remember. Number one, you're going to be paying interest. Okay, and you're going to go click buttons to put this order in. You're going to be looking for the sell side. The, the term short, sell short, you're a seller. But these are all the things you're doing. You're never buying anything except for when you're buying the stock back. So when you initiate the position, you're selling. On interactive broker, on the interactive broker platform, there's no button that says short. I just have a buy and a sell button. If I don't own the stock and I click the sell button, Interactive Brokers knows that I want to borrow and sell that stock. And there's a little negative that shows up next to it in my portfolio telling me I'm short. Okay? So I don't know how it is at Fidelity or, you know, TD Ameritrade or whatever, but everyone has their own way. At Interactive Brokers, it's pretty simple. It's just a buy button and a sell button. And if you sell something you don't own, you went short. Okay? That's some of the confusion, too. People have been asking me, how do I find the button for that? Sometimes it's literally just hitting the sell button. You have to ask your broker that question. I don't know. Okay? So that's how you get short. That's how you profit from shorting. Sell it high, buy it low, give it back, pocket the difference. You pay the broker interest. Now, here are a couple of caveats that make this very dangerous and why I don't recommend it for beginners, okay? Number one, this is true about the snowboard too. What would happen if your friend came to you and said, I want the board right now, and it was still the height of the season, and now the board costs 1500 to give back to him instead of 1000 you, you know, maybe your friend's nice, and you say, I, I sold it. I can't get it back right now. But the broker's not nice. And the broker can literally come to you at any time and say, we want those shares back right now. Now, it's rare that that happens unless sometimes you'll notice that a stock says it's hard to borrow. You can't short sell everything easily. Sometimes your broker will say you can't sell this because it's hard to borrow. If they find shares for you, and you borrow a hard-to-borrow stock, number one, the margin fee is going to be higher, and it can change daily. So it's a bit of a headache trying to figure out how much you're going to be charged on the short you're carrying. And number two, you might short it one day and literally get a phone call. And this has happened to me. I've gotten a phone call two, three days later. Broker wants the shares back. I got to go buy them in the open market, wherever they're trading. Okay. Third thing that's dangerous. There's unlimited risk. Think about it this way. If you buy a stock, let's say you take $10,000 and you buy your favorite stock. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? 
going to go to zero, right? Worst thing. Stock just went to zero. You lost $10,000. If you're short, let's say you borrow and sell the stock so that $10,000 shows up in your account as cash, okay? If that happens, let's say it's a $10 stock to make the math simple, right? And the stock goes to 20, how much money have you lost? $10,000, right? Because you borrowed and sold it at 10, 1,000 shares at 10. So now you've got $10,000 shows up in your account. Now the thing costs $20 a share. When you buy it back to cut your loss, let's say at that point, you've lost $10,000. Because it's going to cost you 20 to buy it back. Now, here's the scary part. What if it goes to 30? What if it goes to 40? What if it goes to 50? You see the problem? It's unlimited risk. Now, it's going to cost you 20000 to buy it back. Now, it's going to cost you 30000 to buy it back. Okay? So, this is why we call um, um, a certain action in a stock a short squeeze. Take a look at this chart. Oops, that's not the chart. Okay, this is a chart of Tilray from last year. You all might remember the short squeeze. It's over here. My cursor is, okay? Stock started to go up. There was a huge short position, okay? The stock exploded higher because people couldn't buy back the stock they'd shorted. They were short maybe at 60. Maybe they were short at 100. Oh, the stock will never go above 100. They don't even make any money. This is ridiculous. Why would I... Why would a cannabis company that makes no money be trading at $100 a share? I'm going to go short it. Okay, the stock went to $290-something a share, squeezing the shorts. People got carried out in the proverbial, you know, I guess the Wuhan virus wasn't around, I would say it. But I'm just saying, um, some people, you know, got their accounts closed in that short squeeze. It happens uh, not all the time, but occasionally. So when you're short selling, the last thing you want to do is be short selling something that everybody's short selling. If there's already a huge short interest in the stock, chances are there could be a short squeeze. So there'll be big short interest. It'll be hard to borrow. And for some reason, you'll still want to jump in and short it. I'm telling you, you are in very dangerous waters. So I don't like to short those things. Okay. So those are the reasons why it's dangerous to short. Um, I'll just wrap up with this thought and then I'll take questions. Why do I short? When do I short? I like to short to hedge my long positions. Okay. So for beginners, when I say long, it means I bought the stock. Right? If I say short, it means I've sold the stock. So my long positions are stock that I've bought. Okay? So like today, at the end of the day, I didn't like how the market was trading. It made me uncomfortable. This is two days in a row where it sold off in the last hour on some pretty big volume. So I went out there and I shorted the indexes to reduce my overall portfolio exposure. So I'm 100 – actually, I was more than 100% long – the market right now makes me uncomfortable. So I shorted 
okay, the ETFs of the NASDAQ 100, the small cap index, and the Dow. So that overnight, I can sleep better. Something terrible happens, the bottom falls out of the market. I've dramatically reduced my exposure, okay? Those assets are very liquid. They're not hard to borrow. Nobody's going to call me up. No broker's going to say, please cover that tomorrow because they're major indexes, okay? So when I short, if I'm day trading, I like to day trade short the small cap index versus my long positions that are big and mid cap size, okay? Um, so those are some of the strategies I use to short. I, I almost never go out there and short an individual stock because I'm betting it's going to go down. I, in fact, I'm trying to think of the last time I did that. Jeez, um, I can't even remember the last time I did that. I almost never do that. If, if I had an interest in being short a stock because I think it's going to go down big, I personally would rather use options. I would rather buy put options. Okay, so there's some confusion there. Some subscribers asking me this question. When you're selling short, you're literally clicking the sell button, borrowing and selling and getting cash. In the options market, you, you can set up a position that makes money if the stock goes down by buying puts. You're buying puts. Okay? So every now and then I'll do that. But there at least I know what my risk is. Whatever I've paid for the premium to buy puts on that stock is what I'm going to lose. And if it skyrockets against me, okay, I've lost what I bought, I, whatever I bought, however many puts I bought, that's all I'm going to lose. And I'll never get stuck in a short squeeze. What I'd rather do is be the long guy on the, shot, on the side of the short squeeze. That's what I like to do. Here, take a peek at this. I don't think there's any way this stock rockets like it did unless there's a bit of a short squeeze. Okay. Oops, I just did it again, guys. There you go. All right. So this is Chegg. Now, you guys who are following me, you guys know, anybody who's a subscriber to the free Armor um, subscriptions, you can find it on the armorreport.com. I send out emails periodically about uh, issues that I think are important. Armor actions alert, I call them. So I showed you this chart of Chegg. It's a classic cup and handle. Okay. The stock broke down right here. See where my cursor is. Because J.P. Morgan reduced the stock to a neutral and told you why they hated the stock. It was no good anymore. It's not going to go up, they said. Right? So my guess is some people got short in here, thinking that Chegg was overvalued based on the J.P. Morgan call. And then, of course, they blew out the number, and it was unreal. And the stock went up, you know, 40%. I'm sure some of that had to do with some shorts that got caught, and they couldn't get out until the stock exploded to that price. Okay. I'm sure. I mean, usually a good earnings announcement, even Chegg's, which was amazing, maybe you get 20% pop at the open and then it starts to run maybe. This thing just exploded. Probably people were trapped and you get an extra boom. Okay? So to wrap up, that's why I short. I short to hedge my portfolio. And if I really think the market's going down, I'd rather buy, or, or the stock is going down, I'd rather buy puts to limit my risk. Okay, but now I hope you understand what short selling is. If you have any questions, fill up the question board. I'll be happy to take them. Let's go. Um, you got to size correctly, says Supernova. Absolutely. Size is important. 
Okay, you answered all the questions I had at this point. Okay, following today. All right, all right, great. Maybe you guys are, maybe, that, maybe that's all you needed to know. That was it. If you have any questions, don't forget, you can always ask me in this comment section if something comes up and you're watching this video late and you want to know uh, an answer, please ask me in the comment section. I'd be more than happy to answer it. All right, guys? So I hope that was helpful, and I look forward to talking to you guys again on Saturday at 1130 for the weekend wrap-up. Take care, guys. Have a good night.